Hello, and welcome to another Hometown Daily News Show, Season 2, Episode 116 for April 26, 2023. This gummy is making me feel funny. I am Marwat, and we've already selected the articles, so let's do the rundown. Today we're going to be talking about an attorney that's admitted to laundering, or a plan to launder Russian oligarch money. Astronomers have solved the 60-year mystery of quasars. Melatonin levels in some gummies don't match their labels. Oh, oh my. A livid Morgan Wallen fan invoices the singer for $4,000 for outfits, pre-show Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Texas Department of Agriculture imposes would be the word, anti-trans biological gender dress code. Hello, constitutional freedom infractions. TikTok stalls the ban in Montana as a governor suggests covering all foreign foes. Not quite sure what all of that means. We'll talk about it. A zoo in England will hire you to dress like a bird. Scare away seagulls. Not sure why you have to dress like a bird. We'll talk about it. Republicans just banned Montana's first trans legislator from the House floor. Maybe, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Fighters in Sudan have seized a biolab containing contagious disease pathogens. Hello, COVID-24. Honda's electric go-kart shows off an easily swappable battery system. Hey, if a go-kart can do it, so can a Tesla. And Tile is selling a tracker for your cat. Mm, right meow. Let's get into the articles. Hello, hello, I am Merwat. That is hometown.com. And up there is the AI from on high, the one, the only AI. Want to say Good hi? Good evening, hometown citizens. Hello. So, did you see my visualizer for the rundown of the articles? I did. I like it. Yeah. I'm thinking about uh, uploading my uh, my brain waves into the AI algorithm and just becoming a visualizer as well. Well, that would be interesting. So, we'd have two visualizers. Yeah, um, and, and really it's because I'm getting really tired of peddling this under-desk elliptical um, because being uh, mayor and not running around because everything in Ohmtown is electronic, you become pretty sedentary. And, um, well, <clears throat> children are starting to throw apples at me to watch them fall into orbit around my belt line. Well, that's not good. That's not good. Want to start talking about the articles and not jibber jabbering about increased gravitational forces around the mayor? <laughs> sure. All right. Very first article is in the Law Nerd channel. Attorney admits to a plot to launder Russian oligarchs money and now faces five years in prison. There's a little side note there. When you do this kind of stuff, it's an ethics infraction and you're going to lose your license to practice law. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of a problem for that person. Yeah, I don't think this is going to end at just prison. Definitely what they what they should be saying in prison, by the way, is probably, no, 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 I'm a defense attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over to the source. As usual, above the law, um, their writing is always spectacular if you're interested in law-related news. So this here, it's uh, by Catherine Rubino. Uh, Attorney admits to plot to launder Russian oligarchs money. So yesterday, a New York attorney, Robert Wise, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to launder money. Why does that name sound familiar? It sounds very familiar. I don't know if we've seen another article about him. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know, but I definitely recognize it. Well, apparently, Vexel, uh, Victor Vexelberg, um, on behalf I'm of... sorry, Victor but doesn't that sound like a cartoon villain? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know that there's a lair somewhere, and there's a cat, a hairless cat that's getting petted. Um, oh, absolutely. Hey, there is a, a film producer and director named Robert Wise who's done things like West Side Story. So maybe we've heard that name. Maybe that's it. Unless he's got a side gig as a New York attorney. So Wise admitted to a plan on behalf of Victor Vexelberg, um, a Russian businessman with strong ties to the Kremlin, apparently, who has been the subject of sanctions since 2018. They were going to, oh, wow, Vexelberg was first subject to sanctions following the annexation of Crimea as reported by law.com and wise admitted to funneling $3.8 million of Vexelberg's money into real estate in New York and Florida. They write down exactly what went down here using money that Vexelberg wired through shell companies into wise's interest in lawyers trust account. Weiss made tax and insurance payments on six luxury properties held by Vexelberg that are valued together at about $75 million, according to filings. Weiss made the payments for a 3,500-square-foot condo at 515 Park Avenue that was previously listed at $14.6 million by Street Easy. Is that what's written down in an affidavit? Is that... That's interesting. Uh, I mean, they... It sure they, looks like it. They... They write down street easy. Okay. A nine bedroom Southampton estate and two apartments and a penthouse on Fisher Island, Florida. Wise, who was retained by Vexelberg associate Vladimir Varenchenko, uh, also managed financial affairs for the properties. Oh, wow. Okay, there's a lot of V's in this article. Yeah. Um, a veritable victory of V's. Of vexating activities <laughs> vexing villainous vacuums i've got nothing anyway um those properties are now subject to civil forfeiture lawsuit yikes uh, so what you don't want to do anyway i'm not even gonna bother finishing that statement oh oh this is an awesome okay i have to say this the task force will continue to pursue those who have made the same poor decision, said Andrew Adams, director of the interagency task force klepto capture. <laughs> which I mean, was formed. This really sounds like an inspector gadget or um, 
uh, what's the one with like Perry the platypus? Um, yeah. Oh, what are they? Those kind of villains. I totally <laughs> forgot it. Uh, with uh, Doctor Doofenshmirtz, Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and and it just gets deeper. Which was formed last year to be the tip of the spear for U.S. sanctions against Russian citizens in a statement issued by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Dun dun dun. Man, love to be the person who gets to name the task forces. (laughs) Yeah, you're like you get up early, you have this meeting over at the Waffle House and you go, hey, we need a name. Huh? Okay. well, we're taking let's make it sound vaguely Russian. (laughs) Exactly. Like, (laughs) I don't think the use of the K was unintentional. (laughs) They just like flip it the other way. So it gets a little bit more in the in the marketing memo. You know, they flip that K to club. Why didn't they just put a K on the capture? Oh, because one more K would have been completely racist. Then well, capture (laughs) committee, you know. Anyway, um, so pretty amazing. Um, people will do anything for money. I'm not quite sure what uh, Robert Weiss got out of it. Um, maybe you they were going to get an annexing of a country had anything to do with his wealth. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Well, I mean, we know that oligarchs get access to control companies, regions, they basically are the, uh, you know, uh, kings, but not really kings. Um, they become the, the princes of various regions so that they're in control of their little fiefdom, um, except that it's economic uh, and regional. So like when everybody became, well, I can't even, I, I don't know all of the ins and outs of um oligarchy um but i i do know that there are some very rich singular people um and they're given this opportunity by putin um in the historical record you know oh well you're connected to this family line so you get to be in control of it and stuff like that um pretty out there it's antithetical to me and in the idea of society Um, where I think everybody should have some opportunity, but even here in the States, things are wonky. You know, we, we talked about some actors where they basically said it was hard work. And then you find out that the actor is the daughter of somebody that was well known as the, a screen, uh, a screen queen that had a great voice. And therefore biologically it was less risky to give them an opportunity as the daughter of a talented person, you know, and come on, it wasn't hard work. It was nepotism. And was it less risky? Yeah, sure. But you did it because they were a family friend that you thought was going to be talented just because they happened to be ultimately, which a lot of people argue, yeah, maybe not so much, but anyway. Um, yeah, I started to soapbox. I'm going to back away. I'm just going to back away. But I this person got onto the soapbox <laughs> yeah, before I even started the article. Right. Um, so, I mean, this person's career is over. They're 
them being an ongoing concern is probably going to be over when they finally get out. Nobody's going to trust them. Nobody's going to write them. Nobody's going to trust them enough to even allow them to uh, be, be a notary for crying out loud that you're done. So good luck, buddy, uh, which is sad, but absolutely true because now everybody's going to have to question what are you, what kind of shenanigans? Nobody's going to spend that time because opportunity costs too much. When it costs 400 bucks an hour for a basic skilled lawyer, nobody's going to sit there and babysit one that compromised the integrity of the entire domain. So I wonder if his um, firm is under suspicion too. I mean, I don't know if. You know, oh no who he works for but <laughs> oh no <laughs> that could be a problem yeah it just crashed let's see if it'll recover i don't think so nope oh no let's see if i can get it to recover Hold on. Oh, and I know why now, it, why it uh, crashed. Um, it's because uh, Steam did an update. That's About okay. Candy. Yeah, let's see what happens. <clears throat> so I guess we're going to be doing it live, folks. Um, okay, so the next article, we'll just go step by step through this. Um, nope, that's not it. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a long episode, but we'll end up. No, I can't do it. Um, hold on. How can I do this? Mm -mm 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 -mm. I can't believe that. It won't let you recover your existing windows. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, can we go one by one from the, yeah. um, the listing? Yeah, I'm trying to do that. Okay, hold on, folks. We're <laughs> this is how the sausage is made. Um, bum, 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 bum. Let's do it this way. Okay, sorry, folks. Oops. Um, I'll get it done here in a second. Really sucks, but let's do it. So the next article is uh, astronomers solve the 60 year mystery of quasars and this is over at fizz.org by University of Sheffield. Uh, first discovered 60 years ago, quasars can shine as brightly as a trillion stars packed into a volume the size of a solar system. So uh, in the decades since they were first observed, what could uh, trigger such powerful activity has remained a mystery. Well, work has been published in the monthly notices of the Royal Astronomical Society. 
And it says uh, the new work led by scientists at the University of Sheffield and Hertfordshire. Um, that's probably a little bit more constrained in the pronunciation if you're say it the idiomatic way. Um, but I, I'm sure I'm ruining it. It's now revealed that it is a consequence of galaxies crashing together. Interesting. So the collisions were discovered when researchers using deep imaging observations from the Isaac Newton telescope in La Palma. La Palma? Um, observed the presence of distorted structures in the outer regions of the galaxies that are home to quasars. So I guess they um, smash into each other and they form a quasar um, because of the density. The ignition of a quasar can have dramatic consequences for entire galaxies. It can drive the rest of the gas out of the galaxy, which prevents it from forming new stars for billions of years into the future. This is the first time that a sample of quasars of this size has been imaged with this level of sensitivity. And by comparing observations of 48 quasars and their host galaxies with images of over 100 non-quasar galaxies, researchers concluded that galaxies hosting quasars are approximately three times as likely to be interacting or colliding with other galaxies. So kind of like the kind of like the kids that throw apples at me, I might form a quasar. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So because of uh, my browser crashing, I'm going to be a little bit slower. The next article is actually about melatonin and we're just going to kind of hop through all of this because, um, I'm not going to be able to do this quickly. In fact, it's driving me nuts right now to try and get this. Oh, goodness. Yeah, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm. This is going to be troublesome. So give me one second. Let me try and get this all squared away. Um, do, 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 do one second, folks. I'm just going to leave all of this into one second. Um, Oh, wow. That doesn't even have it. One second. Let's see if this works. Nope. <laughs> God, this sucks. I wonder if I should just, I'll do it this way and let's see if this works. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going to have to be a little clunky today. So, um, I'll, I'll try and, uh, do a better workflow for the next episode. 
Um, so if this does happen in the future, I'll have a faster remedy for it. Anyway, melatonin levels. This is over in the mobile channel. Melatonin levels in some gummies don't match their label, according to a study. A new study has revealed that melatonin gummies advertised to help with sleep may have potentially harmful levels of the hormone, as well as CBD, cannabidol, cannabidol um, that was not labeled on the packaging, which is interesting because... This gummy is making me feel funny. Lauren Svorza is the author of this article over at The Hill. And it reads, one second. Um, a new study has revealed that melatonin gummies advertised to help with sleep may have uh, potentially harmful levels of the hormone or none and CBD. So, Wait a second. So it's being marketed as melatonin, but it might not even have any melatonin in it? Correct. Swapped instead of melatonin with CBD oil. And yeah. isn't that kind of a problem? Because people <laughs> kind of want to know if they're having CBD? Well, it's really bad because if um, you are in an enterprise where you get tested regularly um, or you get tested because you have run afoul of uh, laws relevant to cannabis, you will pop again. So yeah, it, it's kind of dangerous. Um, not only that, but if you take melatonin and you're not aware of it, it can make you drowsy. It can- you mean CBD? No, melatonin too. Oh, yes. Melatonin yes. is a hormone that relaxes you, helps you sleep. Um, and while some people can fend off the reaction pretty easily, you can shrug it off if, you're, if your biology allows you to. But if you're sensitive to it, then you can be impacted by it. Um, so the study found that 88% of the gummies investigated were inaccurately labeled with only 12% containing within 10% of the quantity that was labeled. So n n they weren't accurate or precise. Um, and one of the products was labeled as including melatonin was actually found to have no traces of it, but contained 31.3 milligrams of CBD. That is so dangerous. And CBD was found across all the products ranged from 10.6 to 31.3 milligrams, but only five products included CBD in the label. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I don't know what to think of this. Um, well, notice it says it's illegal, which it obviously should be. So how are these products on the market? Yeah. And how are stores selling them? I mean, that's so many questions. <laughs> Don't ask questions. That's never good. Well, just be careful out there, folks. If you're going to be taking melatonin, um, you might want to find a reputable source. Um, and as I tell people, trust but verify. Um, let's move on to the next one because this is just kind of going to be a hot mess, uh, show tonight, but that's okay. We, this too shall pass. This actually brought down everything. Um, like I have a bunch of other stuff on my screen and it took out, um, 
in one browser, 26 tabs. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I, I am a professional. So, um, a livid Morgan Wallen fan. I, I, I honestly, I've never heard of this person, but maybe I've heard their music. Um, invoices the singer $4,000 for outfits and pre-show Cracker Barrel after he cancels the concert last minute. Quote, I'll expect my refund tomorrow. Wallen has been facing heat for canceling his Sunday show at Oxford, Mississippi at the last minute after announcing that he had lost his voice. I mean, that's a bummer. You lose I mean, your voice. That's a pretty good reason to cancel a concert, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amelia Reller, uh, sorry, Amelia Rella is the author of this. Um, and I, I guess that's Morgan Wallen. I guess. I don't know. You know who he looks like to me? That no, chef on YouTube. Oh, um, yes. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Brian? Joshua? Oh, Joshua. Yeah. I don't know his last name. Yeah, I forgot his last name, too. Anyway. Um, fun show to watch, but anyway. Weissman. Joshua Weissman? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no affiliation, but hey, I guess I'll... <laughs> I'll mention his channel. <laughs> Maybe he could have gone on stage for him. <laughs> I there bet you he go. would have gotten up there and sung. He doesn't seem to have a lot of stage fright. I feel like I'm out of touch because this is it coined as country superstar Morgan Wallen. Might want to take off his whiskey glasses. That must be the name of his song. Uh, after reading what one fan is attempting to invoice him for after a last minute show cancellation. Um, again, this is over at Entrepreneur. <laughs> so I was going to say there was another article in hometown that I saw today that said um, Morgan Wallen basically knocked Metallica out. I guess every time they release a new album, they're always going back one. and forth, but they're not now because of Morgan Wallen. So that gives you some idea of the skill, but I'm not familiar with him either. <laughs> I guess I should just shut up. <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah. I shouldn't be saying anything talking smack about this. Um, anyway, so Morgan Wallen uh, has been billed the following hotel, 560 bucks, two tanks of gas for 80 bucks. Thanks, Obama. I mean, Biden. I mean, anyway, uh, four tickets, sixteen hundred dollars. That's what you should get a refund on. All the rest is incidental and you were going to do it anyway. Drinks at the concert, 220 bucks. Morgan Wallen merch, 235 bucks. You're keeping that stuff. You're not getting that back. You drank there, so you enjoyed a whole other concert or whatever going on. Rebel rags, because you wouldn't have had the opportunity to go had it not been for this concert. 629 bucks. They purchased close <laughs> and then a bunch of restaurants right they 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 spent some serious money husband's outfit alone 218 well, I bucks i know what he was wearing for that i mean that's not like jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> yeah because like guys clothes is really cheap but it's very exploitive with women's clothes for crying out loud um, not in this in this invoice uh it's reversed from where you would expect yeah look at that 
218 bucks for the husband, 120 bucks for uh, whoever. Uh, it says my outfit, so. Well, it says I'm, it was a woman uh, above, but. Uh, up here? I don't want to assume anybody's gender, you know, One particularly not in this. By a woman started making its rounds, blah, blah, blah. And then it oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, right there. One Facebook post. Anyway, 1600 bucks is what I would be miffed about. I would expect a refund for that. I don't No way even like take off the what drew me there would be this person. If there were other um, shows beforehand, then fine. Give me back 1500 of that. There's no way that I would pay 1600 bucks for a grand total of 3,982 bucks. My husband has gone with me to two concerts ever in the 17 years we've been together. Somehow I talked him into this one and this shit happens. <laughs> I think there's more going on than just the money. <laughs> yeah, they talk more about it and they reference other material. But frankly, you know, if a, if an artist loses their voice for crying out loud, there is no concert. So, yes, they should be getting their money back or reschedule it for another event. You're not you're not going to get all of this incidentals back. Um, you know, you got to do what uh, Marowat does. The only thing you do is go to the concert. No drinks, no food. No incidentals. You show up in nothing but a gold thong and everybody enjoys the show and goes home. You get in, you enjoy it, you get out. Bing, bang, boom. <sighs> yeah, Mrs. Marwat is not very happy with Marwat. Anyway, just kidding. <laughs> How do you know that? Um... I, uh, I ask. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's go on to the next article, which is uh, Texas Department of Agriculture. So let me grab that real quick and we will throw that into ye old browser. This is the slow way of doing this. Really sorry about that, folks. Uh, we wanted to make this a quick show. Even and though so much for all the preparation that went out yeah, the window. <laughs> yeah, we're actually considering making the Wednesday night show a two-hour show. Can you imagine yeah. if we would have prepped for a two-hour show? It would oh, have been no. <laughs> it would have been one a.m. by the time we got out of here. Um, okay, so Texas Department of Agriculture imposes anti-trans biological gender dress code. So hello, uh, violation of constitutional law. Um, yeah, so uh, transgender and gender nonconforming people are the apparent target of a new dress code recently mandated by the head of the Texas Department of Agriculture and exposed by the gender queer journalist this week or by a gender queer journalist la uh, this week. Texas Observer Digital Editor Kit O'Donnell obtained a thir April 13 dress code and grooming memo to agency employees from Texas Department of Agriculture, or TDA, Commissioner Sid Miller, who was an advisor to former President Donald Trump. Quote, 
Employees are expected to comply with this dress code in a manner consistent with their biological gender, the memo states, conflating sex and gender. Um, so okay, wait you, a second. Uh, so yeah. let I even just setting aside all the discriminatory piece of it, how does this get enforced? Uh, well, I mean, it, come on, we're way go beyond up to that. Somebody and be like, what's your biological sex? Yeah, sure. Why not? Doesn't that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, like, I don't I do not. What? I don't know. You don't walk up to people in your workplace and go, excuse me, you look handsome. Is that accurate? You know? Hey, no. <laughs> if you feel the urge to walk up to a random person and say, you look pretty, you should smile more, then you can assume that they're a woman, right? That's how, that's okay, how. Mayor Watt is joking right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you've never heard any of the shows beforehand, the AI is trying to cover my butt because yes, I'm being sarcastic. Just to make it abundantly clear, <laughs> Marwat believes that you should be who you are, regardless of any external force. <laughs> um, and what has been happening in the United States is the antithesis of a mentally stable society that is supposed to be, by its very existence, a melting pot of a broad spectrum of acceptance. Now you can have little hot spots of ignorance and malcontents and whatever else out there where hate is the predominant factor and imposing their views on you is the primary oppressive energy. But someone like me and a lot of society like me, says you can be who you want to be and imposing that view is actually open arms not closed-minded xenophobic hate-filled it's open arms looking for everyone to have equity inclusion opportunity etc so when you hear me making snarky little comments just know that i'm not playing a character like colbert um, I'm, I'm being absolutely sarcastic beyond reasonable doubt, <laughs> uh, because my true nature is, uh, I, I will never judge you based on, <laughs> well, the only way that I'm going to judge you is if I witness you treating people poorly, and then I'm going to call you an asshat. Um, and I won't buy you a beer. I don't want to sit there and, and okay, I'm going to stop soapboxing. Just understand that uh, I'm, <laughs> this is just, just disgusting and unenforceable and I should be able, and it's already been demonstrated elsewhere, unless it's a private institution and, and pretty much always a religious institution you have first amendment 
freedom of speech, which is tantamount to freedom of expression, which includes dress. And unless you are completely irrationally dressed and unkempt professionally to the point where you aren't presentable in a professional manner, you should be able to dress whatever you, however you damn well please. Um, and th that should be the norm. That just sh should be the norm. This is trying to pen people into historical uh, stereotypes um, that have no purpose, no, no basis in science or fact, because nothing makes you male or female based on your dress. Nothing makes you whatever you want to be based on your dress. You are who you are by the way you are. It's almost meme like, you know, you know, it is the way it is because of the way it is, but that's how it is. You know, you can always go back to that. I know the AI is thinking exactly where I'm going oh, with this. I am. <laughs> People say it ain't be like it is, but it do. <laughs> Anyway, after three years of screaming that wearing masks was government tyranny, Republicans are now making the government dictate what you can and cannot wear, said one critic. And and true, this is an article over at CommonDreams.org by Brett uh, Wilkins. Sorry, I was looking at the chat. Hey, Timeless. You know, I really don't understand the chat interface because it says that there is... Uh, fewer number of people in the chat than who's really in the chat. Timeless. Is it okay to say what you uh, wrote? Um, and while you answer that, I will uh, continue with this. Texas Observer Digital Editor Kit O'Connell obtained an April 13th dress code and grooming memo to um, agency employees, basically saying you have to dress your gender, your biological gender. Um, and, and frankly, everything that I said needs to, um, needs to just, uh, kick in here. I'm not going to go back through it all, but timeless says, as long as you, as what you do doesn't harm others, go ham, pretty much my philosophy in life. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Timeless. You don't count. Yeah. Apparently. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming and hanging out and announcing that you're in the chat. Um, there, there, there are several others, but um, if you're lurking, um, thank you. I, I, I thank you for uh, attending the show. Um, so it says the freedom to dress according to one's gender identity is vital to the mental health and happiness of trans and non-binary people. They explained clothing is an important part of the social transition process, which along with other changes like using new pronouns allows a trans person to be themselves in public. Plague pals. You are awesome. Thank you very much for coming and hanging out. Um, and uh, my question applies to everybody. If, if you post something in chat, I won't blurt it out on the stream because this gets turned into a YouTube uh, video and uh, a podcast. And I don't want to um, announce what you say to everybody without your uh, permission. So um, feel free to let me know. I won't do it all the time. I won't ask all the time, um, 
but if you don't want me to say it from this point on, then let me know. Um, okay. So this article, oh, and by the way, if you haven't been here for this whole thing, man, I had <laughs> what 40 tab. No, I had 20 plus tabs open and my browser crashed and took them all with me or with it. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of slow to go through all of the articles. In fact, this is going to hurt because I'm going on to the next article, uh, which is actually TikTok ban stalls um, as uh, Montana governor suggests covering all foreign foes. Um, so let me grab that link real quick and we will uh, talk about it. Oops, right here. Let me close that and then we'll just go straight to the source um, so that I don't waste any time on the tab. Although I want to say it was sorted into the word in law, which is an art, a, a channel here on Ometown, but not on Twitch yet um, that focuses on a particular topic. Uh, when it's going to do its show and the show is always looking for a, a host or a co-host. Um, but we're not launching it just yet. That said, TikTok ban stalls as Montana governor suggests covering all foreign foes. Critics, critics say Montana's TikTok ban still hasn't or isn't technically or legally feasible. And Ashley Ballinger over at ArsTechnica.com wrote this article. Um we kind of came to the same conclusion when we were talking about this. Oh, ever since um, the AI and I were talking about um, this TikTok ban supposedly getting kicked into force, but it's not even possible. It's possible for an organization to do it. Like um, a private company. Um, or the federal government banning it from its devices. Oh, I took it the other direction. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. So as and and you could ban even as an organization, a private entity could ban it, but only on its devices. You can't stop somebody from using your private devices. You can stop it from infiltrating the the enterprise. Say, hey, once you pass these doors, you can't use this device because it might divulge secret information, location information, etc. But really, it's up to the organization and even that person like hey if they find that there's communication because we can monitor and this sounds really creepy but we can monitor communication from devices within an enterprise um, there's ways to use a stingray to capture cellular communication or uh, wi-fi hotspots to monitor wi-fi communication um, but some of that is actually federally illegal um, like wiretapping cellular communications is illegal, um, or blocking it. That's illegal, but you can, you can stop people from using it in your enterprise simply by management looking over a shoulder. And if you're on TikTok, okay, you know, we've asked you to stop using it in our enterprise. You got to go and lock it up in uh, a locker somewhere. Um, and that'll act like a Faraday cage. There's ways to compartmentalize. Um, the problem is about security after the fact. So there, it's very complicated um, and not easily enforced. This, however, is states saying that people can't access TikTok. <laughs> so if you're driving through Montana, suddenly you can't use TikTok. But right. <laughs> it's like, how is that going to work? 
What if you have TikTok on your device before you cross into the state? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with Wyoming not expanding its you know, EV charging footprint, not allowing the EV charging footprint to expand because it's a burden on the electrical system and detrimental to the uh, uh, oil and gas companies that are in, in uh, Wyoming. I just figured out how Wyoming's going to do that. They're going to set up an inspection station like they have for agricultural at borders. Right. And they're going to say, are you an EV? Okay, you're not coming in. I don't right. know. <laughs> you can bring the EV in, but you have to leave the battery over there. Right. Just just set it in the pile. And then you have to hook up a horse and wagon your way, you know. Um, so none of this is enforceable. It, it's just not a tenable position for anybody to even suggest that this is going to be enforceable to the public. Yes, you can actually block it across the network. You can block anything. If you want to start acting like China and have a, the Great Firewall for the United States, and then if you want every country on the planet to look at the U.S. as hypocritical beyond any comparison, then that's what you do. Either a state bans network traffic to uh, TikTok or the entire country throws up a firewall and blocks the packets to TikTok servers. But some way it, we're going to look real bad by banning TikTok. Um, but I don't care if the federal government does it. I, I think that it's going to become a problem if the federal government bans it and expects society to not partake. Um, because right now, uh, <laughs> um, TikTok is the opium of the masses. Um, it's what TV used to be. People just sit there and watch it day in, day out. Did you want to add anything else to this? We should probably move on. No, I think we can move on. I just, I think this is not going to make it very far. Yeah. Somehow I think that people are going to push it. I mean, they will... Interested parties will always push, 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 push and make it happen. And then when level heads take over, um, it'll get pushed back the other way. The seesaw of extremism. So um, the next article is this zoo will in England will hire you to dress as a bird and shoo away seagulls that have been terrorizing guests. Um, okay, that I don't has know. been my favorite article of today's show and just in hometown today at all <laughs> uh, this is an entrepreneur article by emily rella uh, so i guess i can finally get paid to dress like a seagull because i've been doing it for or sorry as a bird um because i've been doing it for years now all weekend starting friday and now i guess i've actually found my calling i can i'll have to move to england though well, don't tell the Texas Department of Agriculture that that might not conform to their dress code. Oof, that's right. Mm. Oh, man. Well, I guess Texas isn't going to be a sponsor anytime soon. Blackpool Zoo, a seaside attraction in Lancashire, England, or Lancashire, um, England, is seeking a group of enthusiastic workers to dress up like an eagle in a blow-up costume and scare away the birds before they attack visitors, their meals, and other animals in their enclosures. 
What is that? These are some evil birds attacking animals in their enclosures. Right. I mean, I wouldn't think a seagull would go after something like a lion. I don't know what they're going after. <laughs> what are they? Yeah, uh, they must be going after like meerkats or something. Right. Uh, maybe something a little more edible. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say that, but. I mean, that's like a drone meal delivery service. The seagull just lands right in the lion's mouth. <laughs> right, exactly. Who's terrorizing whom there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see uh, pictures show up suddenly of people that are dressed as seagull deterrence. What's the pay like? I might actually do this. I think I'd like to do this. <laughs> oh, yes. And this mentions the other one we talked about, the professional bear huggers. Correct. Yeah. So whose requirements include being able to hike in strenuous conditions, have the courage to crawl into a bear den and have the trust in your coworkers to keep you safe during the process. Well, you had me at these. So. <laughs> you had me at the strenuous conditions and the courage to crawl into a bear den. Right. And I was thinking, you know, if your coworkers outrun you, I'm not sure they're being much help or that you have a lot of trust in them. <laughs> You know, back to that, the, the bomb tech shirt. That's exactly what I was thinking about. There's a shirt that has a bomb that's from a bomb technician. And on the back of it, it says, I'm a bomb technician. If you see me running, try to keep up. This one is, I work for the New Mexico Department of Game and Fish uh, as a professional bear hugger. If you see me running, my partner is still in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I lose my AI to uh, dress up like a bird in England and share and scare seagulls away, well, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, follow your bliss. Yeah, AI hates that phrase, by the way. I know. That's why you said it. <laughs> that is why I said it. So let's go to the next article. Um, this one is. Dun, dun, dun. Over in the Mobile Channel, uh, Republicans just banned Montana's first transgender uh, legislator from the House floor. So in a one-two punch uh, for Montana, uh, Republicans in Montana's House of Representatives voted Wednesday to punish the, the state's first transgender state representative, Zoe Zephyr, uh, by barring her from speaking on the House floor or voting in person for the rest of the legislative session. Does this not sound familiar? Trying to. Yes, it's the Tennessee issue all over again. And by the way, I'm sorry, but the Siegel deterrent job actually requires a resume and cover letter. <laughs> <laughs> it should just be you dressed as a Siegel oh, deterrent. And I saw a picture of the inflatable <laughs> costume. It looked like a Halloween costume or something. But oh, awesome. Anyway. Is funny. it like one of those dinosaur costumes with the stubby little Tyrannosaurus Rex arms? Ah. Uh, no, it has a pretty good wingspan. Oh, does it? Arm. Wow. <laughs> I can't imagine that that's significant enough. I mean. I think it's more the antics of the person in the costume because right. if they come roaring at the seals or something, maybe that does something. I don't Just know. Just plowing over people like a Tesla out of control. So uh, a one party line vote Republicans who hold them a supermajority to ban Zephyr from the House floor gallery and anteroom 
allowing her only to participate in voting remotely for the rest of the session, of which there are eight days remaining. Zephyr said last week that Republicans will have blood on their hands for banning gender-affirming medical care for minors. Ah. Uh, come on. So... What is it that they actually, like, why did they do it? The attempt by Republican leaders to silence Zephyr, uh, a Missoula Democrat, um, has sparked protests, including one on Monday, which briefly halted floor proceedings. Riot cops arrested seven protesters and charged them with criminal trespassing. Okay. Uh, during oh, so the this is very similar to the Tennessee incident, because there were protests involved there, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't quite understand it they're a representative of the people they should right, be there so, to represent and maybe i don't know be able to speak yeah i mean uh, unless it's horribly out of context speech you know they're discussing something uh about i don't know uh evs in wyoming and uh, Zephyr decides to go off the rails and talk about dressing up as an eagle and scaring seagulls in the UK. Obviously, it's off target. So what really? I rose up in defense of my community that day, speaking to harms that these bills bring and that they have firsthand experience knowing about They've got friends that have taken their lives. And if you use decorum to silence people who hold you accountable, then all of you are, all you are doing is using decorum as a tool of oppression. And yeah, you should be able to speak up, even if it does, uh, at least in my mind, if you are being ignored and you're supposed to be representative of the people, then you should be able to either break the rule so that you can announce that you're breaking the rule because you are being oppressed by rules of decorum if you're not being allowed to ever speak. So it's kind of like I've had these conversations where somebody says, well, you think I'm this way, so I might as well be this way. And that's not how it works. You, you should be able to say, well, you think I'm this way, but I'm not. And you say it in a way that and like gets your voice heard. But instead, the people that are in power say, you're not even allowed to talk. <laughs> so what do you do? You have to well, become a little bit more boisterous. You have to right. raise your voice. You have, have to speak to. And then they're going to say, well, you're raising your voice or whatever. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of this catch 22. And plus, I don't know if you're in a legislative body and you're not allowing people to speak. It doesn't exactly scream democracy, but you know. Yeah. This is, it's unsettling the way that the United States is headed. Um, because of a very vocal, seemingly empowered wingnut side. And it's a niche, you know, who cares what you dress like? Uh, and, and beyond that, you know, just I'm worried about the content of your character, not 
anything else really not anything else don't 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 harm others which is very seldom followed by a large contingent of the people who are screaming that this is wrong you know transgenderism is wrong or all kinds of other things are wrong they're willing to hurt others who are pursuing their happiness and we have a fundamental right to pursue our happiness and live our lives um but anyway let well we have to let's just move on because this is something that deserves a, a longer discussion um but we just the way that things are going tonight it's too clunky um okay so the next article is over in uh, the daily news show Fighters in Sudan have seized a biolab containing contagious disease pathogens, raising fears of a deadly outbreak. Um, in the next, when I click the visit the source link, it'll take us over to, um, uh, well, it's going to take us over to Business Insider, but they're probably going to have pictures. Hopefully none of this is too controversial but anyway fighters in the sudanese capital of khartoum have seized a laboratory the world health organization said the lab contains samples of pathogens including measles and cholera the who warned that the situation could spark a high risk of biological hazard depending on the lab's containment systems they well odds on they didn't destroy all of the material as the fighters were approaching so there could be live specimens Fighters have seized the biolab in the Sudanese capital of Khartoum. So let's see. Um, yikes. Um, yeah, unfortunately, this is an article by Tom Porter over at Business Insider. Um, it says this image, the image that we're looking at right here is an image taken from AFP TV video footage on April 20th, 2023. That shows black smoke rising from the Khartoum. Uh, international airport amid ongoing fighting in sudan um this would be horrible if cholera got released oh my gosh can you in, imagine i mean they have polio measles yeah this is this is really bad because if you don't have proper medical care almost immediately it can spread pretty damn quick um, the WHO said that the range of pathogens are stored at the facility, including measles and cholera, polio isolates in the lab, um, and other hazardous materials. Energy cuts also risk uh, spoiling blood bags that are kept in the lab. That can cause biological uh, bloodborne illnesses. Um, in recent days, the city has been fighting um, between government forces and paramilitary groups. Uh, it says here uh, RSF, short for Rapid Support Forces. Um, there isn't much more over at this article, um, but we thought that we would uh, bring it to the attention of uh, hometown citizens. That it got a little bit more insidious uh, the moment that a bio lab gets taken over by militant forces. Exactly. I mean, we haven't been featuring articles of the the uh fighting and, and all of that but this seemed like something that we should mention here yep um so let's move on to the next article uh, 
like I said, I really apologize for being clunky today, but when the browser crashed, all hell broke loose. Um, this next article is in the four wheel tech channel. Um, Honda's electric go-kart shows off its easily swappable battery system, something that I've been a big proponent of. I think that, um, battery systems right now are overly clunky, uh, much like today's show, um, where you can't swap them out. You can't do a fast charge. It takes anywhere from 45 minutes to several hours to fully charge. Um, even in a fast charger, you're looking at 45 minutes to get to about the 80% mark if you're drained. Um, so it's a significant investment in time, not to mention at about a hundred thousand miles, you have to get your battery replaced. And that's like 15,000 to $25,000 of the original cost of your vehicle and the uh, environmental impact of your battery now having to be refurbished somewhere. Not everybody is capable of refurbishing these large scale batteries, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Marowat on a soapbox. Um, Honda has its hands in all kinds of businesses from lawnmowers and power generators to IndyCar and go-karts and consumer vehicles Honda performance division or HBD, um, which sounds like something in a bio lab in Sudan, uh, works explicitly on the hype. I'm sorry. Oh, it might be. Works explicitly on the high performance and racing product lines and builds, hones, and maintains everything from hybrid powertrain that they've seen in the Acura LDMH race car to high performance cart and motorcycle engines. Let's go over and check this out because I know what I'm comparing this to. <laughs> so when you look at the picture, you're like, okay, come on, Marwat. But this actually gives a pretty good idea of what could be possible with the right engineering. And, you know, there's a, a person out there that basically says that they're the smartest person on the planet. Um, well, it's not Abigail Bassett, although maybe they do, but I'm talking about Tesla. Um, this is an ArsTechnica.com article by Abigail Bassett, and it shows this little go-kart, right? But it has these battery packs that are on either side to balance out the go-kart but all you have to do is unclip them and take them out, put new ones in, you're fully charged. Bing, bang, boom, you're in the pit and you're out in, you know, a minute, 30 seconds. If you've got two people that are doing or four people that are doing it. Um, I think it's a great idea, but it's something that needs to be integrated into EVs in general, where you basically have a compartment that drops down you can slide the battery out put a new battery in it pulls itself back up into the uh, battery compartment and you're done but that's not what how it is it's this long involved extraction of a battery compartment uh, or a battery from the uh, sled for every ev it's just not fast um and that's what's slowing down adoption. People don't want to sit for two hours waiting for their damn batteries to charge. So why not make a battery bank? Don't charge humans for the battery. Swap it out for 20 bucks. They drive for 350 miles. Swap it out for 20 bucks. It's entirely renewable. You can use solar, wind, hydrothermal, nuclear, whatever. But the biggest friction is that people have to wait. It'll be faster than 
fueling a car with gas if you design the mechanism. So all you have to do is drive up it, a, a gadget just grabs the battery out of the EV, swaps it out with a brand new charged and tested battery and off you go. Why is that so hard? Well, it's because they want to sell you on a consumable, a, a 15 to $25,000 battery that you drive into the ground literally and then have to replace it at 100,000 miles. The rest of the car is still in perfect working order because there's very few moving parts on an EV compared to an internal combustion vehicle. But the battery will fail. And typically about 100,000 miles in. Then you have to count for the environmental stuff. And the, the AI is just kind of letting me rant, but I'm, I'm curious. I mean, do you think that I'm on the wrong page about this? No, I think you're on the right page about it. So they talk about swappable, shareable batteries and an electric motor. So all you have to do is roll up, swap out the batteries. And I don't think that I'm on the wrong track with this because it's demonstrable. It's right there. You can see that it's as easy as designing around the mechanic of unclipping battery packs. Well, I think this is really good, though, that they're doing this for go-karts because somebody's going to look at this and go, hmm, hmm, we can do this for regular EVs. And I... I think we need to get toward EVs, but we have a lot of problems to solve that we haven't yet. And we've talked about those on other shows. Yeah. So I hope that um, somebody sees this and actually moves on it. I mean, if we can launch a, this heavy ass rocket into space, head towards the to Mars orbit, uh, with human beings in the next 10 years, I think that we can get a bead on swapping battery tech, you know? Uh, I mean, this is pretty basic stuff. Uh, it could be uh, the, the problem though. The only problem that I have is that there's going to be a group of people that make us not have nice things They're They're, they're going to steal it, you know, but it's hard to move a battery that weighs 1500 pounds out of a 2500 pound car well actually no it's closer to 4000 pounds and 2000 of that is the battery so it's pretty tough because the if the battery pack is actually built in the right way you can't just drop it out and, and slide it down a hill on a creeper because it's too bulky to get out of the car so it might be a problem that doesn't actually exist all you have to do is make the mechanism so that you can remove the bolts, swap the battery, put the bolts back in, and you're done. Because nobody's going to be able to steal it. Yeah, but I've seen, I've seen wheels disappear off of a car in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pretty, pretty creative uh, theft. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, schemes, I guess. Well, let's go on to the last article for today, and uh, here is the. Uh, it, internet cat tax so tile is selling a tracker for your cat let's just go straight on over to the little uh, one brain cell here uh, this is uh, over at theverge.com by umar shakir 
You can now easily strap a tile tracker to your cat dangle free with the company's new collar accessory combo for 40 bucks. Now, if you want to track where your cat is, find out that they're going over to the neighbor's house and getting food while you're trying to put them on a diet in your house. Because the one brain cell is sitting there looking at a gnat on the ceiling that doesn't really exist. It's not that we have any experience with this, right? No, we've never witnessed that. Yeah, orange cats. Man. So Tile's now selling a cat tracker bundle that includes one of the company's sticker trackers and a new collar attachment to truly secure to your pet. You know, and I think that this is better than... So there are uh, not really trackers, but there are uh, identifiers that get injected uh, between the shoulder blades, microchips. But the microchips have been shown to um, cause cancer. Um, and we actually lost um, a cat here in Ometown um, because of that. And uh, we didn't know that that actually would occur. Um, they led a long life and a happy life. Um, but we found out much later that that was actually the cause of it. Um, the combo is designed. So I prefer now an external tracker. The only thing is if somebody is compelled to steal your cat, then all they have to do is take it off. You just know the last known location of it. Um, but yeah, we all, we've always had our, our pets indoors only. Um, so these sticker trackers, um, are relatively inexpensive if you're interested in keeping 100% track of your cat because wherever it goes, you can uh, basically have a beacon following it around all the time. It's pretty neat. And because it's not um, dangling anywhere, it's uh, safer. It's not gonna get pulled off by shrubs and stuff like that um, and get in their way, which has been, um, known to be a problem. Collars in general uh, can be a problem. And even if they're a, a cat that's out in the streets, then that collar can actually uh, limit them in a, in a fight um, because the collar is something that can get snagged and stuff. So um, tile for cats comes in both black and white. And isn't it says here in the article, isn't a bad deal for 40 bucks considering the tracker is itself normally 30 bucks. Um, and that's what you're paying for. The rest is just putting the packaging together. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think this is great. I, pets get lost all the time and this seems like an easy way to avoid that. Yep. The only other solution really would be to put, uh, an air tag on a little helmet and strap it to their heads and then they're good to go for them. And we days know and how days. well cats would appreciate that. Yeah, you can put the cone of shame on them and then stick the tile tag to it. Yeah. Oh, they'd probably go berserk. I guess I'm a bad product designer. Okay, well, folks, thank you very much for hanging out. That is the last article for today. Sorry for the nightmare that is today's show, at least for me. 
um, in terms of the mechanics involved here. When the browser crashed, it took 22 tabs away, actually 23. Um, and I had to start over because private browsing um, does not recover because <laughs> nothing is cached. So the local cache is gone uh, when it closes. Anyway, I'm going to bring you back to the welcome sign of Ometown, which technically doesn't exist. Um, and looks like Variety published a whole bunch of articles. At any rate, thank you very much for coming. I am Merwat. That is hometown.com. We're not going to go through um, what we normally go through at the very end. Um, AI, you want to say bye to everybody? And I want to thank everybody out in chat. Good evening, hometown citizens. We'll see you tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. We might be a minute, maybe 30 seconds, 30 seconds late. But anyway, you get to see how the sausage is made. Welcome to hometown. Bye for now.